0: Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional.
1: I'm always in a hotel, Georgia. That's, that's <laughs> it's it's your new now, home forever.
0: I, I just think like, if that's that's, I picture Brie in a hotel always.
1: That's it. It's about to get worse. Like with the campaign, oh, we are seriously looking at buying uh, or at least renting a Winnebago. So no I can just go from event event event, so cool. event, 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 event. So Yeah. I tell you, sounds Oh, that Georgia, sounds, like, that sounds a... like
2: cool for, like, the first little while, and then it sounds horrible for the rest of it. Can yeah. you please yeah.
3: paint or stick or get those stickers so that the Winnebago looks like Snorlax
0: is driving down the highway? <laughs> That'd be adorable. <laughs> I feel like that sends the wrong uh, message about your campaign.
1: That's how we're going to win this thing. That's it.
0: <laughs> it's through the power of Pokemon. Uh, That's through the power of the Snorlax like, Winnebago, which is yeah. totally not, like, Bree's secret plan to take over the world. Codename Snorlax Winnebago. <laughs>
1: so so by the way georgia georgia happy canada day happy thank you oh yeah yeah Yeah, we're
3: making you work on canada day
2: 250 years of canada being uh, canada
0: isn't it like the the colonies agreed to come together for like they signed a uh, oh goodness what is it they signed um some agreement to come together and the what is it? The colonies and then some of the territories. I I, can, I was I just had to read about it because we wrote some stories for Canada Day. Do you want to give us a, a brief summary of what Canada Day is all about?
2: What what's uh, Canada?
1: Can you start at the very yeah? Top, what is Canada? In
0: case
2: our <laughs> listeners don't know, it's this thing called the Land of the Free,
0: Ooh, where. Oh, uh, wow. you know, <laughs> Jing shade. all the shade today. Holy cow, Shady Georgia Dow is Georgia on Dao fire. Georgia is
1: not a therapist. She is a doctor of shade. Do- yes. Holy
0: crap. <laughs> Georgia Dow, MD, doctor of shade.
1: Uh, Georgia Dow is just (laughs)
0: firing truth bullets, like, spraying them
3: across the room indiscriminately.
2: I'm (laughs) watching, um...
3: Tell us more about your land of the free, please.
2: I'm I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale, which is uh, on Netflix. uh, Oh, oh,
3: that's that show that's on MSNBC every night?
2: Right, 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 (laughs) right, exactly, called The News. Um, But it's funny, because, like, you know, yeah, everyone's fleeing the States because of all this horrible stuff that's happening and going to Canada. And uh, we kind of (laughs) looked... And I looked at each other and went, oh, it's like kind of, this This is not, we can't really enjoy this show as much just because of the stuff that's happening is getting a little creepy. But on a happier note, um, Tim Hortons does have a Putin donut. I sent it into the oh chat thing if you want to see the grossest thing you've ever seen in your life. That
3: sounds horrid. Can we get these in the States? Because there are actually Tim Hortons like in It Providence. is, I
2: think, only offered yeah, it's in the exclusive States. exclusive
0: to the States. Oh.
2: Um, because gross. (laughs) Because we've got this monstrosity.
1: What do we do with it? We give it to the Americans. They'll eat it. (laughs) It's so sad. It's so true. Boy, they ate that mac and cheese, like, monstrosity at Burger King. Like, here you go. Mac and cheese Dorito Burrito
3: with Wait, they're actually not serving it in Canada. They're only serving it in the US. Yeah, Yeah, it's exclusive to us.
0: Why, why? Because we're terrible. And they, it's, I think, I think it's just a big joke. Everybody in Canada is in on it. And right. like Canada Day is the one day a year where you all get to be mean in Canada. And so you all got together and you decided <laughs> why, that you were waving mean. That's why today was, I was so rough. Th- that's, that's it. My day. Yes. It's, how, <laughs> it's really what the celebration is about.
3: You, you know, what's really sad is now, now I'm scrolling through this article trying to find the Steve, locations no, to see if I can go get one. No,
0: you
2: have to try one. No, I want to see you eat it though. No, I no, want no this, this, this feels like something I
3: have to do for science, Micah. I'm sorry.
0: I'm so
1: disappointed in you. Steve, I want you to respect your body, and I want you to respect yourself. Even if you don't value your own life, value your family, right? Respect your soul. They'd be sad if you weren't around.
3: You know, they'd probably be fine if I stayed home from work, because then they get to spend more time with me, so it's okay.
0: Oh, I like how you try to make this into a cute thing, when really, like, this is not just destruction of the body. This is destruction of the soul, and I, you know, I think, like, it's a very important thing.
3: Listen, we all have our vices. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I eat horrible things. Are you saying I do all of those things? I'm I'm not I'm not confirming or denying anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm on. saying that we all have our things that we do to our bodies that we go in with eyes wide open, and mine is eating terrible, ill advised junk food. That's all I'm saying.
1: We?
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't like this uh, messaging you're sending out. Mostly Micah. <laughs> like yeah. Oh, okay, in that case, yes, accurate.
2: That's fair. That's uh, fair. Georgia, can well, you... Whoever, so- whoever actually gets one of these, I want a video of them eating it. I'm just saying, which whatever one of you decide to bite the bullet, one person on the show does, and I can't. So I would have totally done it, but I can't. So one of you guys has to get a uh, Putin donut, and I want a video. Ask Ask Frank, Bree. <laughs> oh, he'll do it. Yeah, that dude will do
1: anything. It's very poor decision Frank needs to
3: dress up in a T-Rex costume to eat it, though. Just oh, that'd be cause, adorable. Because he needs to just which, dress up in a T-Rex costume as often as
0: possible, really. Everybody should totally check out, uh, and Brie, maybe you'll make mention of it later, but too bad I'm beating you to it. Uh, everybody should totally check out uh, the, the campaign video that you have published. Oh, um, um, thank you. With the adorable... Frank, talking all about who you are and and your values and, you know, what he uh, first saw in you, which I think is, like, equal parts adorable, and also, I think it really uh, drives home the point um, that you're a very passionate person.
1: I haven't seen it. People tell me it's good. Um, I'm not joking. I can't watch (laughs) stuff where I'm in it. Um, But yeah, he, uh, that's good to know. I had no idea what was in that. Other people made it, so. So, Yeah, speaking of the campaign, uh, before we get started on the show today, which is going to be a scorcher, it's going to be an unbelievably good show, Um, I have a request for our listeners. Uh, So, I saw this week that Gizmodo had managed to get a review of Milo's book out um, now for me I have kept my head down I've completely tried to ignore this guy and apparently there's an entire chapter uh, dedicated to me and Zoe and Anita it's called Brianna Wu Zoe Quinn and Anita Sarkisian should be grateful for uh. Gamergate and uh. it kind of continues uh, his hate crusade against us I, I spoke with the, um, you know, I was really worried it would get into a bunch of gossip about my life. Um, I spoke to the Gizmodo author. He says it's not really there. And you know the way I have to read that is you know, Milo is very happy to risk a libel lawsuit when it 's Breitbart 's money or you know some in schuster 's money uh, but if it 's his money he 's got to you know <laughs> he can 't basically just make stuff up and do his kind of uh, crap journalism job so. It's uh, if it's like the the Gizmodo author is saying, it's not really going to be as big a deal as I was worried about. But my uh. my request for for disruption listeners is this: and I, I'm just really being honest here. Just starve this dude of oxygen. You don't do the people he targets any favors by getting outraged about it or giving him your attention. Like you know, if you are angry about how this book is you know basically it's it's transphobic uh it's racist uh he goes off he calls uh transgender people trannies through the whole book mm-hmm. he goes off on black lives matters through the whole book um you know it's more of the same if you're upset about it just just freaking ignore him because all it's going to do is drive book sales to him
2: mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah that's it yeah yeah i I don't even want to talk about it just because I want to give him his least amount of air. He just the it's disgusting the people do things that are disgusting, but they they enjoy the press that they get even when it's negative mm-hmm. yeah they just too. like they I... like this, so yes, you're absolutely right. The more people that are even angry and want to defend you, it actually then still fuels the fire and gives him more press and they do this on purpose to try to create this kind of fury and that's how they make their living so you're you're absolutely right, I think that it's a very good message to that um, starve people out that are that are doing these type of things because then they they don't get the limelight and eventually they hopefully will get bored and do something I would love to say do, do something good with their lives, but um anyways,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's so telling that that's his take on yeah me, Anita, and Zoe is that we should be grateful for the attention it says so much about what his thinking process is right Mm -hmm. like he can't even he can't even like consider that someone might be you know fine without being really well known um and just to be really honest with you guys, like, um, I really enjoyed my career a lot more before Gamergate. Like, you saw it on the show. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think we, yeah. we yeah. say as much about that as needs to be said. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, it's and it's probably some projection because he does, you know, enjoy whatever attention he gets, positive or negative, clearly. Yep. And not most normal people are not like that. Like, no one is asking for that. And but that's how his mind is twisted, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. There
0: we go. Well, um Leah, le- let's let's go ahead and move on uh because we have to talk about uh you know, getting kicked in the nostalgia feels and, and uh, losing what was once a very well-beloved, it seems. I, like, this is news to me, but I, I've been reading about it now. I, I found an article from the Orlando Sentinel about Disney Quest uh, closing oh. down and being replaced with uh, an attraction called the NBA Experience, which absolutely <gasps> does not speak to my interests at uh-huh. all. <laughs> so, so Bree, can you, can you give us some more uh, some more color? Some more flavor here on this uh, topic.
1: Sure. So, um, you yeah, know, Disney Quest is kind of a secret, hidden fifth park down here in Disney World. So, you know, you've got Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center and you know Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Um, you know, Disney Quest is kind of this fifth park that nobody knows about down here. Um, it's located at Downtown Disney, and it is. Five and a half floors of video games everywhere. This park opened, uh, it was back in 1998, uh, which is a really interesting time period because we had kind of uh, started taking these first tentative steps into 3D. Uh, So we were kind of leaving the Super Nintendo era behind and moving into the 64-bit era. And games are really more of a niche at that point. Um, you know, when you're listening to Gamergate and the the kind of feeling they have that people don't respect them for being gamers, it's kind of rooted in that 1998 mentality when games were kind of seen as more of a, 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 a weird pastime. So Disney Quest was originally planned to be licensed out everywhere. They opened one in Chicago. It shut down super quickly. Um, and Disney Quest has been this park down here Ever since then, Um, you know, it's got really early VR games, like one is uh, Aladdin's Magic Carpet, where you put on VR goggles and you're flying around. It's got Virtual Space Mountain, which is uh, combining a uh, motion simulator and Space Mountain, so you feel like you're on a roller coaster. It's got all these proprietary Disney games about art and drawing. Uh, It's got, like, Pirates of the Caribbean virtual uh, games where you're in 3D shooting cannons at different things in a room. It's a really, really awesome park, Um, and it's closing on Monday. So even though, for me, I'm in the middle of a campaign, I had to come down here and bid farewell to something that was – so powerful to me uh, when I was choosing to get into the video game industry. And just the last I'll say on this before I open it up to y'all. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's it's so telling that not even Disney could make video games special enough anymore to make them, you know, appeal to a mass audience. Because we all have games in our pocket all of the time. Like just amazing games that put the ones at Disney Quest to shame. Um, you know, in the same time Disney quest was coming out, um, this was when the X-Men franchise was really getting a foothold as well as Spider-Man. This was in an era where having a superhero movie was seen as a really big win for geek culture. Yet now there's one every single week. Geeks have really won everything. And what I think is so, has so much melancholy is that with us winning everything, we've lost Disney Quest. and I just think that's sad. It's really, um, it's 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 very bittersweet to be down here this
2: week. So I have a confession: <clears throat> i I've, I've never been to Disney Quest.
3: Yeah, neither have I. Ever,
2: I've never been. I didn't even know that it existed. So they, there's definitely something yeah. in the marketing of this because that is completely up my alley, uh, and I would love to do that. But I didn't even know it was. A thing, so I'm really upset because when we went last year, I would have done this for sure, not even a maybe. Um, right, and yeah, I didn't know, so I never got to experience this, and now I never will. Oh, uh, yeah, which is well, there's time for you to jump on a jet, come down and party at the Woods, George Dow. Well, if I end up selling the house and I'm homeless for a while, which is what looks okay. like it's gonna be, I, I am gonna have to find a place, <laughs> so maybe I'll. I'll just head on there and, and live at Disney for a little while, which sounds kind of good. When you, don't is it to, closing? you don't want to be homeless
3: in the U.S., Georgia, though. That's not a, that's oh, not that's, a good idea.
2: No, that's oh, not good at all. Yeah. Mm, when is it closing? Uh, on Monday. Oh, Jesus. Okay, no. There's, really, I'm never <laughs> going to get to that. I'm so sad. I'm really upset because, yeah, that sounds like such a wonderful experience. But their marketing department must have done something wrong that those that love gaming and especially trying out new things and strange games. And like I was looking into it, it's just sounds absolutely fabulous. I um, mean, it's basically
1: a large arcade. Um, what I, it's just something magical about being at oh. Disney and they've got a Marvel versus Capcom two machine on the fifth floor. And just wow. sitting there and just destroying people at Disney World all day. Like, I'd be 11. <laughs> I yeah. Beat. So, to, like, yeah, this is Yeah, crushing dreams. Crushing We're We're <laughs> sitting there, and Steve, you're going to have to bleep this out. So, what's up? <laughs> but, like, Frank and I'll be sitting there, and just beating up on scrubs and Marvel versus Capcom 2. And this is what Frank does. He'll say to, like, men he doesn't even know, he'll be like... My wife is about to kick your ass.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that. That's adorable.
1: And then they just are kind of like, who is this jerk? And then they'll jump in. And then I just utterly annihilate them. And it's so uncomfortable. And I've tried
2: to have it that discussion. It sounds great, actually. That sounds great. Yeah. I don't know. That does not yeah. sound uncomfortable. Oh, great it sounds like me. awesome. Yeah. It sounds awesome. So, yeah. <laughs>
3: I love it. Oh, I no. mean, the children are going to cry at Disney World eventually. Anyway, you may as well just be the one causing it, you know.
1: But that's <laughs> their parents crying, Steve. <laughs> That's, an that's when things get awkward.
2: <laughs> hey, the five-year-olds deserve it as well. We're just going to yeah. say it. Equal. We're just treating people equally. They need to get equally. good.
3: That's all. That's all. That's our message. That if you want to not cry at Disney World, you need to get good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, okay. <laughs> Life can be hard. <laughs> one
3: one of the thing one of the things about Disney Quest because I never was there either is that it wasn't included in the main admission. It was included only with like the water park add-on mm. so it was like it, i think that pro- that probably hurt it to some extent i mean okay. i was gonna say this
0: sounds like a a disney failing from yeah what, what because I've been saying.
3: because like it, it they didn't really market it well and then you have to like i know that there's people who would probably just go if it was included with your admission but the fact that it was this weird thing that wasn't really explained well that also costs extra if you're not doing the water parks and if you're you know like half the year most people aren't doing the water parks because they're either closed or it's just not warm enough for it so that's one of the reasons that we never because we would always go oh. in like you know january february when the water parks were closed or we weren't going to the water parks and we'd be in downtown disney and we just never made our way over to that side oh. um How about so that, you that- make
1: time for what's important <laughs> steve Lubitz? You are the reason Disney Quest is closed. Yeah, <laughs> it's you, all my fault. Maureen. And yeah. I'm a, Steve. You know, when I see <laughs> Disney Quest replaced by an inglorious NBA shop, I'm gonna sh- look at it, I'm gonna shake my fist and I'm gonna say, "Damn you, Steve Lubitz!"
3: <laughs> see, see, I I disagree with that because my understanding is that it's the millennials that are killing everything. Hey, so I think it's actually hey, Mike's fault. Right. Right. Hold that's on, right.
0: you you know, at the same time we're killing terrible restaurants like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings with their undercooked I like chicken. Buffalo Wild Wings, how dare under-cooked, you? Undercooked, overrated chicken. We are also bringing back libraries, Steve Lubitz. Libraries have never been as frequented as they are, as they are in the millennial uh, times. So get with the program, sniff some dead trees, and get over yourself. <laughs> wow. More
1: millennial
2: more' wow. trees. Lubitz. More. This is grim. This is grim. I mean,
0: what do you think books are? Uh, let's, let's not oh. forget. Um, oh, oh.
2: Oh.
3: So oh.
0: I a, yeah, yes, you dead, trees. So slow. dead trees <laughs> Dead trees Dead oh trees, it's true, God. it's true they are <laughs> Um, I have a question See, that's how
2: far we've gotten from this Is that I didn't remember <laughs> That uh, books are from dead trees
0: You can't forget so? that, it's very important Everyone's like, yes, I love the smell <laughs> of books That's why I think, you know, digital books are the worst And I'm like, you realize you're sniffing a dead soul uh, And they oh. don't care Um,
3: So Brie, <laughs> you gonna... actually, yeah, that whole That book is actually like a tree graveyard Is what that is
0: I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's the the way things are. Are you going to do the basketball themed NBA experience? Does that sound at all exciting to you?
1: Well, I am very tall and I don't talk about it much, but I'm really good at basketball because I'm both fast and tall. Um, like I love playing Frank at basketball because I just put my like, <laughs> top <in> top. <the> <laughs>
2: Did you play yeah. basketball, Bree? Oh
1: yeah, in yeah. school. I'm really yeah, good. I'm really good. I bet. Um, so. Yeah, um I might if I get to play basketball. So like that's my dream is uh that somehow the election turns out to be so close that it's gotta come down to a tiebreaker and then yes. play Stephen Lynch in uh basketball for I am flying in. I'm flying seat.
0: in for you know? that if that happens. Yeah,
1: that would be great. I'll also play him in Marvel versus Capcom too. We'll just put that up. So just just one thing before we go on, guys, can I tell you Stephen Lynch broke with, this is the guy I'm running against for Congress, he broke with the Democrat Party and supported the Republicans on another heartless immigration bill that destroys families and tears them apart and treats people that aren't white like criminals. And, you know, it's just another reason to be completely disgusted with this dude. I I know it has nothing to do with the topic, but I just want to let you know. I'm really pissed about that. And it's another reason he needs to go.
3: He also killed Disney
0: Quest.
1: He did. He did. One hundred percent. Well, and it's like uh, from
0: everything, you know, I, I see you occasionally tweet about some of the policies and some of the, the uh, things that he has said in the past and some of the non action that he takes now, uh, which is the same as complacency in case anyone's forgotten. Um, and I don't understand how this person actually Calls themselves a a you know a Democrat it just like and I'm not even talking like you know Democrat good Republican bad I'm just talking like for whenever it comes down to strictly looking at policies and what each one uh, believes in and like pushes forward it doesn't seem like this is a Democrat at all it seems like this person is a Republican in you know uh, trying to be in Democratic clothing or something I yeah. I, I don't get that
1: yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I think it's it's particularly disturbing for me to see how he's cozying up to the white supremacist vote in Massachusetts. And oh, yet that's what he's good. doing. He's very <laughs> deliberately trying. To, I'm not joking here. He's not. He's very deliberately trying to attract the same uh, voters that Trump did, like that seething uh, resentment that a lot of people have. And I think it's really disgusting. So Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's scary at a time when things are getting worse in that regard, yep. in Massachusetts in particular. Like there was just an incident this week where somebody at two o'clock in the morning threw a rock at the Holocaust Memorial in Boston, oh, which is a sh- it's a collection of large lit uh, large um, p- uh, glass sheets that are lit from underneath twenty four hours a day. And he- so, I mean, not only the fact that he vandalized it. But the fact that you're vandalizing it, vandalizing it by literally breaking glass, which yep. is if you don't know, because I know that some people on Twitter when I talked about this didn't, that the beginning of the Holocaust is called was a day called Kristallnacht, which is the night of broken yeah. glass, because oh they went God. through they went through all the cities and broke the windows of Jewish businesses and Jewish homes. So the fact that he did that, and I have, I'm sure this guy probably doesn't even have any clue that that's the symbolism he was leaving, but the fact that you see broken glass at the Holocaust Memorial in Boston, was both terrifying and heartbreaking for me when that happened. So the fact that any of our elected representatives are cozying up to any of this is just disgusting.
1: Mm-hmm. I right, agree.
0: <sighs> so, sorry, I have, like, the bad kind of goosebumps at the moment. Yeah. Um Okay, Sorry. let's uh no, god no. No, no, no. I, no apology. I just this it sucks and that's why I'm glad that we have Bree and you have to go watch that uh that ad and Go to support Brianna. Is it support Brianna.com? Support
1: Brianna.com. Cool. I mean, seriously, guys, we're we're going to be working our butts off, uh, raising money for the next three months. And I'm not mm-hmm. joking. It's it's not enough to say you believe in the stuff. you got to back up people that are out there fighting. So, yeah, yeah. I know if you listen to the show, you get it. But we've we've got to get better people in Congress. I mean, we've just got to it's, mm-hmm. it's never been more
2: clear. <laughs> people so. that aren't aren't afraid to fight and yeah. say things the way that they are. That's
0: me. That's me. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, let me tell you all about our sponsor this week before we go on to talk about people who were not afraid to stand up and uh, say what needed to be said. So, this episode of Disruption is brought to you by Text Expander, and that yeah. Wonderful application, of course, comes from hey. our dear, dear friends at Smile, who we love and who put smiles on our face every week. So, you can communicate smarter with Text Expander because Text Expander is perfect for standardizing and improving the written replies that you send every day, helping you to eliminate boilerplate drudgery, which is like that sentence itself is the opposite of boilerplate drudgery. It's wonderful. With Text Expander, you can recall your best and most frequently used words and phrases by creating a keyboard shortcut and letting text expander do the work for example you can easily set up a snippet for your company's tagline and address or phone number or maybe even a standard introduction you use when you're emailing someone new and that is not all text expander can format dates autocorrect misspellings and even search your team's collected knowledge with a few letters and a hotkey text expander can also help you collaborate better in tools like slack with text with text snippets share links faster by creating shortcuts to your favorite favorite websites and even help keep your company on message by sharing your team's collected knowledge. Now, I am not kidding you when I say that text expander can literally make you happier. That, of course, is not backed by any legal claim, but I have certainly been made happier using it. Like, I genuinely enjoy going in and creating snippets, and I feel proud whenever I see them work. And one of my favorite things is because uh, of Slack, where I do a lot of communicating, Uh, Slack uses an emoji shortcut feature where you type a, a colon and then you type a word that relates to whatever emoji it is. I imagine many of the people listening. Have used Slack and understand that. And because, like that's wired in my brain now, I have actually used Text Expander to create those shortcuts outside of Slack. And there's actually a, a place where you can subscribe to this list that it'll pull down and, and add it to your Text Expander snippet library. So now uh, I just type colon, whatever the word is, colon, and it does the emojis for me. So I don't have to stop and you know do the, the control command space or have to click the buttons or anything like that. I can just keep going, keep rolling along and so every time text expander makes that little noise it's like a little a burp sound? I, 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 that's <laughs> inaccurate. But like, I get so happy. I, I genuinely love Text Expander, and this company does make me smile. And I guarantee you, it will make you smile as well. Now, if you spend any amount of your day typing, you seriously need Text Expander, which is probably all of you. You can try it free, absolutely free, for thirty days on the Mac, on an iPad, on an iPhone, or even on Windows. That's right, it's on Windows now, Christina Warren. You can visit TextExpander.com. Slash disruption to start your free trial today. And we would, of course, like to thank Text Expander for putting a smile on our face and our network Relay FM.
1: Can I just say, like, uh, you know, one of the, the the leaders of Text Expander, I'm not going to give his name, but he came up to us at um, uh, WWDC this year. Such a nice person. Like, everyone mm-hmm. that works for Smile is such a genuinely yeah, great it's so true human being. And Like, you know, it's one thing to have people you don't really know sponsor the show, but to just have some of the best, friendliest people in tech working, you know, like, sponsor us, it just, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel so good to recommend them. So, like, I mean, Mike, everything you said is not just a great product, but it's also a great company. Like, these people absolutely deserve your business. It's nice
2: to support people that are actually really kind people as well and make great products. Yeah. 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 Yeah
1: as opposed to those jerks at giant space cat like they, <laughs> they they definitely not kind
3: it's it's so rare that you get like a good a really good product that's easy to recommend from a good company it's also easy to recommend right yeah. so yeah
0: yeah and like uh d legal services in boston
3: Yeah, know yeah, right. those, right. those guys don't 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 go with those
2: guys <laughs> i believe you oh, read the whole <laughs> <moment>
3: that
0: was. <laughs>
2: that was so crazy um, some moments right now. are just perfect
1: really
0: Steve, you're not angry. You're just disappointed. Did
1: you know that was a joke? Did you know that was a joke when we were doing it?
2: Can you jog my memory? We I I think that I think that um we knew before <laughs> Steve read it. Uh that's the way that I have it in my mind is that we knew beforehand and oh God. and uh and then we were all chucking along. So it I don't glorious. remember. I think though that we knew beforehand and Steve didn't know, um, which made it better.
3: I will link I will link in the show notes for those of you I'm not Everybody's going like, to repeat go the ad read that Bree convinced yeah. me to read, but I will link it in the show notes and so you can go listen to it, it and enjoy my moment of shame once again. Bree, yes.
2: did you write it up too? Yeah, I
0: did, I did. (laughs) The best part was she's like, Micah, I need you to tell Steve this because if I do it, then he's not going to believe me. (laughs) So it's like, bring in in Micah, who Steve has, you know, like... Trust him. He would never do
2: something like this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you got Mike Hurley involved. And like. too. And that's,
3: oh, you know, that's, that's what sold it. Because, you know, my, Mike's British. He's very trustworthy. You know, just anything anything you say in that British accent is extremely <laughs> trustworthy.
0: And it was in the system. We had it, like, in the, the content system.
3: Um, like, like I listen to him, and sometimes I believe that an iPad is a device I'd want to use. You know, so that's... <laughs> We're going to get
0: there. We're going to get there. We, uh, I, I promise that we talk about uh, brave people um, sharing, uh, you know, talking about topics that need to be shared and that need to be brought to light. And uh, there was there was an article published in the New York Times this week. Uh, and the, the title of the article is Women in Tech Speak Frankly on Culture of Harassment. And it is talking about the undying, never-ending culture of harassment in technology and more specifically in startups and uh, Silicon Valley culture. Uh, and I'm going to hit a few little notes. Here and then we'll of course break this out into a larger discussion and we'll also talk about um, Chris Saka's uh, article in on Medium his Medium post about uh, you know wanting to do better and you know where that goes. So, firstly, uh, a thing to understand and of course we'll link this in the show notes. But um, female entrepreneurs received about 1.5 billion dollars in funding last year. 1.5 billion dollars sounds like a lot until you hear that men uh, male entrepreneurs received $58.2 billion. That's 1.5 to 58.2. So there's already like
2: 58 times more. Yeah. More, yeah. Like yeah. a little bit less than that. But yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So very, uh, so very much, uh, you know, off balance here. And, you know, speaking specifically of this balance topic, that is, the that is a huge problem in in startup culture because what we have is a situation where you have individuals in power who are offering to give money to companies and using that as leverage in many different ways, including to literally take advantage of a person. Uh, Susan Wu, who is an entrepreneur and investor, said that uh, Chris Saka, an investor and former Google executive, touched her face without her consent in a way that made her uncomfortable. This is one situation. Um, another situation is Rachel Rennick, who is the chief executive of WeThos, And said that there was an investor who told the company that they should marry for money, that he liked it when women fought back because he would always win, and that they needed more attractive photos of themselves in their presentation. There was another individual who – it was Lindsey Meyer. And – Lindsay Meyer said that there was a venture capitalist who groped and kissed her. And she said, I quote, and she said, and I'm quoting here, I felt like I had to tolerate it because this is the cost of being a non-white female founder. So time and time again, these women have faced situations where they are... You know, pitching their company, they're pitching their livelihood in this in this startup culture, and these individuals are taking these men are taking advantage of those situations and taking advantage of the fact that they have the money to dole out and are using that to uh, to put people in uncomfortable situations and even go as far as to sexually harass and molest people. It's bad. <laughs>
1: So I just, um, I think one of the things I would say would be this. You know, when Chris Saka, Chris Saka put out a Medium post on Thursday that had all the private women in tech groups just buzzing because it came out, it was so heartfelt. And, you know, it, it was like, look, I realize I am part of the problem. I've done things I'm not proud of in the past, I have work to do, I need to fund more women, I am part of this problem. I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. And we had no idea that the New York Times piece was coming out. So, you know, every woman I know is like, oh God, thank thank you. Look at Chris Saka like coming out and admitting this. This just means so much to us. It's completely unprompted. This is a guy that's really trying to do better. And then literally the next day, this comes out, that he is part of the problem. And I have to say, I don't know Susan Wu super well, but I know her well enough to know she is a beyond savvy and smart woman. So I just, I have to tell you, when the thing in the New York Times is about Chris Saka touching her face, I just take it for granted that there's more stuff there she probably just doesn't want to get into. Or the New York Times wouldn't wasn't able to cooperate, so you know it just felt like it felt like women in tech were really being taken advantage of, if that makes sense to you. So it, it's just so dispiriting. Like you feel you feel used at every single turn, and. I honestly just don't know what else to say about this subject at this point. I think the, the part of the story that was most disturbing for me is a venture capitalist putting, what was it, Mike, at $50,000 into mm-hmm. a very specific investment, and mm-hmm. then he's using that to text this woman constantly day after day and you know saying things like, why are you with your boyfriend? Wouldn't you be happier with me? It's just such an asymmetrical amount of power there. It's just very, very disturbing.
2: We, we teach our girls, though. We teach our girls to smile, be polite, don't talk out of turn, don't fight back, be complacent, be pretty. be Like, this is what we teach our girls. It's absolutely true. Like, when we talk about um, consent and what you should do, boys are said to, and this is not in every case, but as a culture at large, it's boys reap, take, do, um, Western, of course, like just, just take whatever you want. The more that you, you know, if you don't ask for it, you don't have to, don't worry, just get it. And girls are supposed to be really quiet about it and be lucky that you have a seat at the table at all. And so I don't know any female that has not had a rude, horrible, gropy someone's grabbed them or done something to them. I don't know of that. There may be one, but I don't know someone that has not gone through some form of, um, uncomfortable, touching, grabbing, looks, comments, definitely. Like, that's not even a maybe. That is just pervasive in our culture, and we have not done enough to say that this is unacceptable. Sorry, it does, a, it does a disservice to our boys and to our girls as they're growing up because this is the role model, this is what's on TV, and this is what they're learning that they can do. And so it's um, a horrible, pervasive issue that's not just in tech or in our companies. It's everywhere.
1: I mean, I think I would add on to that, Georgia, like uh, a male founder, like this is the, the most extreme example. And I think what a lot of men don't understand is like sexual harassment, explicit sexual harassment is just one very subtle, mm-hmm. form, I mean, less yeah. subtle form yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't even talk about the really subtle forms of it. I'll yeah. give you guys an example. I was at, I'm not going to tell you what it was, but it was a really, really, really important event for my campaign last week. And I show up, and it's with a lot of powerful people all in one room, and I'm the only person there that's not a straight white male out of, like, six people. And they are sitting there all talking to each other and completely not talking to me. And, you know, you try to, like, find a way to get yourself involved in that conversation. But white men, when they're together— tend to only talk to white men. And it's that, that deep friendship. And I think like genuinely <coughs> they aren't even aware that they keep other people out of it. So it's this entire, the, 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 the disease here is it's a symptom of a, a culture that's been set up for one group's comfort where women are seen as disposable or unimportant. And that's the reason for that huge disparity. It's all about their comfort and their fun. And that's the real pervasive problem in tech.
0: I I, I mean, this that's one of the things that uh, really bugged me. Uh, Bree, you, you mentioned that, you know, it seemed like this Chris Sada, Chris, Sada, Chris Saka piece existed on its own. And it was, you know, born out of... Um, uh, a, a sort of come-to-Jesus moment, so to speak, and then we realize that this New York Times article hits. Well, on top of that, after that article was published in the New York Times, uh, Saka actually contacted the Times to amend his original statement to say, I dispute Susan's account from 2009. So after going through in this article and, and, you know, the Medium post and talking about the different aspects of of how he in the past has done wrong and wants to do better and wants to be better, and Talking also about all of the ways that he is currently doing better and all of the things that he is doing right in um you know getting those uh, cookies and talking about uh, situations where he's realized that he's done wrong, uh we see him go back and discount. Uh, the, the whole article is, I mean, you know, this person who has alleged this uh, to, to just say, to, to go and say in this, uh, you know, separate article, like I I'm heartened that these women have been brave and have stood up and have done this and done that. And then to then go back afterward and immediately kind of the one tie, the one very clear tie between him and this piece is then shut down. And Brie, I mean, you, you touched on it right there too the the thing that was alleged was not as severe in its you know in its statement in the new york times was not as severe as the other stuff that gets alleged in the article and to i i just think it 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 goes against everything it makes me question everything that's said in that medium post because
1: i mean if you if you've had if you've had a new york times piece written about you this is how it goes you will talk to the reporter and by the way they're cutting this whole department this came out this week but you talk to the reporter you give the reporter your statement and then it goes to a copy editor and a copy editor schedules a separate call with you and everything you said they go through and they try to verify that it happened as much as they could so the way i personally read this and want to be clear i haven't talked to susan about it um, but I read that as Susan said A, B, and C to the reporter. It was much bigger, and then they went through and couldn't corroborate parts of her story. So then Susan's out there on a limb, having made you know statements about a very powerful man who turns around and you know does this to her. So yeah, it's hard to just not feel like you are being played, Micah.
3: And I mean, it's it's like it's like they said in rat right? though for every rat you see, there's a hundred you don't. And I mean, the, what we're seeing reported is what can be verified by the journalist or what, you know, or or just what people are comfortable being able to be on the record about. And they got for every one of those, there you have to imagine. and i'm I'm saying this not from experience, obviously, and I'm sure that you'll corroborate this, that there are, Things both in number and in scale, an order of magnitude worse than what you're seeing reported in pieces like these. Yep.
1: Yep. I think one of the the biggest experiences I've had in tech is it was like four o'clock in the morning and I got a call from a friend of mine in California, who is just distraught because she's out at a bar at midnight and her boss starts drinking and just um, sexually assaults her in public, just grabbing Mm. her. And um like she didn't know what to do because the power is so asymmetrical there, and she tried to talk to HR about it. Eventually, she ended up quitting because of his actions and because mm-hmm. HR wouldn't help her. You know, it's 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 every day. So yeah,
2: yeah, <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um,
0: okay. Ah! Uh, let's let's move on to uh to do we want do we want to do a
3: happy question or do we want to do a less happy let's do happy
2: because i think that we did not happy
3: okay we'll we'll do we'll, we'll do one that that georgia will have special um special expertise in so this is from ma um love the podcast just got a ps4 and would love recommendations for excellent games to put on my wish list um, usually like r- RPGs and MMOs, but I'm willing to try anything if it's really good. Currently playing the remaster of Final Fantasy X, which got me into gaming. Thanks for all of you do. So Georgia, since you're an expert on the PS4, um, what would you recommend?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, let's uh, let me think about that. Actually, I'm gonna call a friend. Re? This is Free? this <laughs> isn't
3: who wants to be a millionaire, Georgia. Free.
2: Bree, <laughs> Bree. So, so
1: uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV: Stormblood just came out, which is freaking excellent. Uh, so, if you want to play that, that's absolutely worth your time. I prefer it far on PS4 versus PC. Um, I'm on the server Gilgamesh. If anybody wants to play with me, my character is uh, called Lilith Nine. But that is an excellent game. Uh, a game that deserves like more narrative games that I quite enjoy on this platform. Uh, one would be Until Dawn, which is basically a horror movie, story based oh, horror yeah, yeah. movie. That's yeah. excellent. Is excellent. And that's actually uh, and the love-
3: free. That's the free game on PS Plus this month. So oh, you're going to get that, that for free. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So that there's, on Tuesday after no, you hear this, yeah, there's no excuse no for you
1: No excuse not to play that, because yeah. that's excellent. Um, also, um, Beyond Two Souls has a remaster on PS4 that's very good. Um, and I have to say, uh, Peckle 2, Peckle 2 is excellent. You should you should get that and also but play it. But don't Beyond. play
2: Bree unless you want to right. uh, lose. <laughs>
1: It, it will not
2: end well for you. But <laughs> yeah. it will end well for me. There may be tears. There may be tears.
3: Yeah. Be tears. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll add that as we're recording this, and this will be out before the sale is over, there's a mid-year sale going on in uh, the PlayStation Store right now in the Shadow. The Game of the, War, Game of the Year version of Shadow of Mordor is $4, <gasps> and that's absolutely yeah. worth your money. Um, I will add that I really, really, really like Horizon Zero Dawn. I know that that's kind of a controversial statement because it's not Zelda, but no, it's a, it's um, an okay game.
1: It's not great. It's
3: okay. I, I I find myself really getting drawn into it. So <laughs> it's probably just like a you know a tomato tomato type of thing or a Mario Mario type of thing. But um, <laughs> but I would absolutely recommend that. It's it's worth trying at least. I'm trying to think of what uh, oh the Ratchet and Clank remake is also. It's a fun platformer and it's really well done. Uh, we were talking about Insomniac and uh the spider-man game i forget if it was last week or two weeks ago but ratchet and clank is really where they where, the, where they built up their skills in that type of game and the remaster is kind of taking what they've learned and reapplying it back into the original game that got them started in that genre so i would absolutely recommend that as well that's also on sale on the um part of the mid-year sale for like eight dollars and you you can't go wrong with that
1: cool let's hear the not happy question
3: okay oh dear. <laughs> okay <laughs> Hang on, I have to figure out how not happy, happy. Question. How not happy we want to go here? Hang on one second. Um. Okay. Um. Steve okay. just asked,
2: "How low will we go?"
3: Yeah. How low can? You okay. Go? Save it. Hello, hello, disruption host. I want to stay anonymous to stay as honest as possible because this shames me. I'm very <laughs> much against racism. However, I noticed about a year ago that I've been so aware about not being racist that I actually become racist. If a black person comes on the bus, for example, I start thinking about it and thinking, oh, I don't care at all that you're black, which is exactly what I'm caring about. I'm not able to stop doing this. Advice would be helpful, but I just wanted to share. Otherwise, loving the show and keeping it up.
2: Awesome. That's an awesome um, – yeah, It's okay, so I'm, I'm just going to – say it as, as plainly as possible. I love that you've mentioned that because one is like to be not racist at all would mean that we don't notice the differences between us. And so everyone, there's a, a scale of how much we notice uh, race and sex and everything. And we're, we're kind of biologically predisposed to notice differences in things. And so noticing a difference between things does not actually mean that you are going to act against someone in a negative way way because of a difference that you notice. And so noticing a difference is not going to be the same thing as worrying that you're doing something wrong to that. And we all have biases, and we are all somewhere on the scale of racism, because if not, we wouldn't even know that there is a difference in between us. And so what you want to do, though, is often when we want to work on something or want to do something, we become hyper aware about that, which is very, very common. I have a lot of people come in that are worried because they thought a dark thought, like, wow, it would be horrible if I took that knife and hurt myself or hurt one of my family members with that. Those the way that our brain works, we naturally have negative thoughts that happen and run in the background of our brain all the time. Uh, imagery, thoughts, that would be horrible if I slapped that person or if I, you know, kicked that dog, those kind of things or jumped in front of the bus or, you know, went off, jumped off the bridge, that would be horrible. And that is normally what happens kind of the way that our brain works, which can be very frightening to people when you think of something. When we become then worried about thinking that now we've created a feeding loop inside of our brain where just thinking, you know, oh, you know, that person is black or that person is a woman. We go, oh, no, you know, now I, I, I'm i thinking too much about their woman. I want to treat them well. I don't Like you become a little bit hyper aware to that. When you stop worrying about having to not be racist, this will probably go away because what's happening is you're feeding a loop in your anxiety system that's creating the thought itself to be a worry to what is happening inside of your head. So let it go. It is not, our thoughts are not our actions. And I love that you are aware that you want to be a really good person and care about the people that are around you. I would say, just tone it down a little bit and Really work on the actions of the way that you treat everyone. And that will allow your anxiety system to be like, it's okay. People have all kinds of thoughts. Yours is just noticing a person is different. And that's fine to that. And we are kind of biologically made to do that. Anyone that says, as Colbert always like makes a joke about, I don't notice race. Like, you know, I don't know. Am I black? Am I white? I don't even know that. Am I really? I'm white. I didn't know. Like that's, it's, it's, it's a joke because we don't get to that point, And that's fine to that. Um, What you want to do is appreciate the differences that are among us and enjoy that. So um, I would say give yourself a little bit of a break to it. Um, Work on the way that you treat people, which seems that you're already caring to do. And thank you so much for your question.
0: Absolutely. I uh, just want to add a few extra thoughts there. Uh, obviously, agree with everything that Georgia is saying, and it is too often that I realize that the things that I like when I'm giving other people advice on things, so much of what I say is just me regurgitating what Georgia Dow has said. Uh, <laughs> like in life, I'm like, oh wow, Georgia probably told me that once. Um, especially the topic of like our biological um, evolutionary. Need to sort of categorize like it's a, mm. it's just a base psychological concept that when that you'd like there are two ways to go about understanding something and one involves a lot of, of categorizing and kind of like processing something and asking questions about it until you you arrive at your answer to sort of get an understanding of what something is and the other one is like whenever you're more familiar with something and you can kind of uh, look past those processing mm. um, the, the base category, categorization Um, Yeah, we'll pretend that that's the right word there. Uh, Anyway, my my other thing that I want to touch on is just like, it was a, a, a absolutely incorrect and absolutely like widespread belief that the I don't see race thing was the right way to go about like not being mm-hmm. racist and it's yeah. so that's so 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 not true it is right. it, it is absolutely the aspect of seeing and appreciating the differences mm-hmm. of people that make it like that that's the value the value is seeing someone is different and appreciating that they're different and appreciating them for their differences and so if we start you know if we try to work toward this thing that of course as Georgia said will never happen because our brains don't work that way. If we try to work toward this ideal of like everybody is the same and we all are, you know, equal a, in terms of like the color of our skin and all that, like I, I look past all that, then you're sort of uh, missing what the forest for the trees there.
2: You're, because deleting, you're deleting what someone's differences are, and I don't think that that's right. You yeah.
1: Like you don't want to do that. That's
2: almost, that's almost a bias of saying it's wrong to be black or it's wrong to be that, so I'm not going to notice that you are because there's, there would be something wrong with that. That in and it of itself comes from a place of, um, a a beginning of racism. Sorry. I apologize and give you back the,
0: Oh no, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's absolutely right. I think, uh, we, we both are, are, you know, going around the same thing. Ultimately here, um, Give yourself uh, give yourself a little bit of a break, because honestly, um, that what you're doing is a sort of uh, base psychological who we are as a person. And also uh, the better the better way to handle and to to become uh, a more woke human being is by seeing and appreciating and respecting those differences in people. So keep up the good work, honestly. And thank you for your question.
3: Yeah, I mean the fact that you're even thinking about it
0: yeah. is probably Sorry. more or,
3: than their most... heads. than yeah, yeah. For, further ahead than most people, I would imagine. So. Yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome questions this week. If anybody else would like to get in touch, there are multiple ways to go about doing that. If you want to leave a voicemail, which we absolutely love and appreciate, you can call us at 508-418-3532. That'll, of course, be in the show notes as well if you need to get it. Uh, You can also tweet us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me so that it goes to the right spreadsheet or If you'd rather keep things private, you can send us a direct message. As always, let us know if we can use your name on the show. Otherwise, we will default to anonymous. If you're looking for the show notes, you can look in that app you're listening to this in right now or go to relay.fm slash disruption. If you're looking for me online, you can find me at chihuahua.coffee. And Steve, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you?
3: Well, they unfortunately will not find me going to get a poutine donut because the five locations that they have it in are all in upstate New York and Ohio. So I'm I do ill advised things, but I don't drive several hours to do them. You're um, putting that on the back burner. Oh, oh,
0: Micah, I'm so
3: proud of you. I'm, I am felling for you right now, Micah. That is that was I. I you 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 get a gold star for that one. <laughs> I I have no words. Um. But you can find me uh, appreciating Dad Jokes on Twitter
0: at WickedGood. And Bree, if people are looking for you online or are looking to support you, where can they find you?
1: So, you know, you can go to supportbrianna.com and I really, really cannot do this alone. I really, really can't. And, you know, this next uh, for 2018, everyone out there, I need you to either run for office yourself or donate money to someone that's running for office or donate time to someone that's running for office. It's not enough to, you know, post on Facebook. It's not enough to tweet about this. Uh, we've we've got to change it, and mm-hmm. you know, that starts today. So you know, get involved. It's uh, supportbrianna You can also follow me on Twitter at spacecatgal.
0: Awesome. And last but not least, our wonderful queen of the dash and the underscore Georgia Dow. If people are looking for you online, where can they find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at George underscore Dow. And if you're dealing with anxiety, depression, uh, boundary issues, uh, parenting things, you can check out anxiety-videos.com.
0: Awesome. Or HomePodAnxiety.com. Right, right. <laughs> all that's left is for Steve to say that thing. He says every week, and it is time for you to take us away.
3: Go. Go listen to something else. Go eat a poutine donut, because I can't. Ew. Go.
2: Bye. <laughs> I want pictures. <laughs> Oh, my God.